0: Please be advised, the before after podcast can discuss triggering topics that may cause emotional distress. Discretion is advised.
1: If you haven't seen this clip with Ace Hood and his mom, I encourage you to go to the Love and Hip Hop channel and watch it. As a therapist, this is something that I see a lot when I do couples counseling between a man and a woman. It's very alarming because I'm seeing it more and more. The dynamics are not husband and wife or girlfriend and boyfriend. The dynamics are now mother and son. And so when I do couples counseling, what I'm having to do now is I have to get the uh, male partner to break up with his mother subconsciously. And it even affects the sexuality and the sexual activity within the relationship. What do I mean by that? The sexual uh, relations are affected because he's not attracted to his partner when it's time for her to just want to be a woman and for her to be fragile. He doesn't know how to do that. However, um, he is sexually aroused and attracted when she takes on the role of a mother in the house. Um, And I do understand men want a a woman that can take care of their children and, you know, that can keep the house together and things like that. I'm getting all of that. There is a healthy balance to that. However, subconsciously, um, what I do have to do in the sessions is I have to get him to break Uh, sexually, subconsciously, from his mother. I did a video not too long ago, well, a while ago, and it got over like 150K views. Some people disagreed, but I am starting to see um, an an alarming amount of the couples nowadays. It's not husband and wife and girlfriend and boyfriend. It is actually... Uh, Mother's son, and so. But here's the thing: what I noticed about the women, um, the fact that you are attracted to emotionally young boys, their soul is young. They have a grown man body, but their soul is young. That's what. Uh, that's what uh, is attracting the woman. So then I have to go to her and say, Why are you only attracted? to subconscious little boys not saying she is a pedophile that's not where i'm going but she's attracted to men that she can take care of i'm seeing that a lot as a therapist so i just go back and watch this clip it's good and i'm seeing it more and more as a therapist in couples counseling it's it's really an interesting dynamic women, especially single mothers, stop dating your sons. I call it emotional incest. We also call it enmeshment. We got to stop dating the sons. Can't do that. right hello hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the before after podcast this is Christy Danielle aka the talk lady today's session now I just of course you guys heard the beginning intro um, about a viral video that I did on TikTok it got almost a million views and I was discussing uh, discussing uh, Ace Hood's mother um, but he mentioned certain things and this is something very common that i see and so the name of today's session uh, remember we don't call them episodes we call them sessions um it is called emotional incest women who emotionally date their sons and so i have um, a guest on today of course the guest is anonymous and i just thank him so much for coming on the show because um I, listen, I have, I had two men I know for sure in my comment section on the TikTok video. One said I had to literally move far away to go to college because I needed to escape this. And then it was another one was like, yes, my mom did the same thing to me. But a lot of men in general were bashing me, which I don't care. But, um, but people need to realize this is something that is happening, um, maybe and 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 with my guests tonight it may not be to the full extent but it's to start conversation and healing so i listen thank you guests for being on the show tonight (laughs) sure um so i um well let me just go in brief detail about the video of course you guys heard the video but one thing on the video um that I talked about was when I do couples counseling it is no longer well not no longer but when I do couples counseling I'm seeing instead of Husband-wife or girlfriend-boyfriend dynamics. I'm um, the dynamics are mother-son, meaning the woman takes the place of the mother, the man takes the place as the son. Not necessarily that's what you deal with, you know. But I'm uh, I'm talking to my guest. But I'm just saying um, I'm I am seeing this a lot. But I mean, as far as as you, um, and we're gonna call my guest PJ. Um, so as far uh, as you, PJ, what? Um, I, I guess you said you saw one of my videos, and it kind of brought up some things. Or just just go ahead and discuss what what was the connection. Go ahead.
0: Uh, no, I, I forget, but I know the video has something to do with you had mentioned about um, the the actual roles of like how you, uh, some mothers at some particular point just. I don't wanna I don't how to say I don't say inappropriate type behavior, but like you mm-hmm. said, ancestral type dating their their sons to a certain degree. Like it's obviously the ancestral is a, a strong word. I, I don't know if that's that's a very strong word. It's
1: very strong. Yeah, I probably should have used something else.
0: <laughs> but yes, yes, because that's the actual act, but the actual thought process, you think of it, um, yes, in a way, um, if certain if some mothers may have too much of, I guess, somewhat intimate type of connection with their sons. Um, partic- particularly in certain ways, and depending on who that uh, who that son dynamic is, because uh, it's funny in my in my personal in my personal uh, meditation, my you know my mental health breakthrough and everything like that of stuff I've unpacked, uh, I understand the reason why my mother treated me the way that she did, given who I was in her lineage of sons, you know. Mm. Um, but yes, the, I've I've had come across my mother herself. It hasn't been too crazy, but certain things. They have been just too intimate that, as I grew up and realized, like man, like I, that just really have happened in my mindset. Like my mom has never, you know, she's never touched me inappropriately, but she's asked me to do certain things that typically her husband or significant other, male figure in her life should be doing. You know what I'm saying? So yes.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and and I just thank you for being so vulnerable and honest, um, because. Well, and I'm going to. I'm actually googling the definition of incest. I'm. Gl- I'm so glad you brought that out. So another term of emotional incest, we call it enmeshment. Yes. Um, and so I'm going to read the definition of incest, and then I'm going to read the definition of enmeshment. So, um, of course, incest. It says sexual relations between people, classes being too closely related. But when therapists started using the term emotional incest, it was the the. The relationship itself was too close. But so we do know, and we just want to put that out there about PJ and his mother. It was nothing sexual. And he, he no. said this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nothing. I'm just being honest. It was nothing sexual. However, some of the things that you were responsible for had to do, it should have been left to a husband or a boyfriend.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And could exactly. you go like, if you can think of an example because I oh. mean go ahead
0: go ahead oh I mean like 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 in my instance I mean there's certain there's a certain level of like physical touch that becomes too intimate in certain ways especially as you get to a certain age that certain thing changes you know uh like for my, in my case I felt like my mom she would actually have me rub her feet or give her like a back massage sometimes when she was having a hard time or a tough day but she was a single mother raising two children um and she wasn't necessarily doing it by herself. It's just uh, my parents could not co-parent well enough to address and raise us. But because of that, she didn't have obviously like a steady uh, male figure in the household. My pop wasn't always in the house, you know, he wasn't with us. He lived like like literally like an hour to maybe sometimes two hours away based on given uh, the, where we lived at and where he lived at the time because they they're broken up. But um, yeah, I mean, at those times when she was, you know, she, I feel like something like maybe a foot massage or a back massage sometimes. I remember Jamie had like karate chop her back sometimes. As a kid, I felt weird doing it because she's my mom, you know what I'm saying? But, but at, you know, but also think to myself, she this is my mom who I've hugged. You know, I'm a very logical thinking person. Even as a kid, I thought she, I've hugged my mom. She's embraced me. She's kissed me. You know what I'm saying? So as you get old, you don't really feel like it's weird. But as I gotten older and started dating my, you know, dating myself as I got older, I felt like these things are realized. These things should have been left to her boyfriend, or you know, or husband or whatever. Her, you know, my dad, or if they were still, if they're still, quite, you know, doing their thing, obviously. Uh, but you know, she had me do it because he wasn't around, and you know, they were battling in their things, you know.
1: And and, you know, something and a lot of people in my audience, they may be saying, what? well, it's just a back rub. It's just a foot rub. But I think one of the things that your intuition or your gut was picking up was that it's the act itself may may you know, may have made you feel uncomfortable. But I also think you probably discern her motive a bit, meaning we know her intention Or any mother's intention is not to say I'm going to make my son my husband but it's the emotional replacement that she received from that that's what I figured yeah so uh, me and PJ we're not we're not saying (laughs) you know we're not saying you can't rub your mom's feet or do something nice for her or rub her back however you can feel and men have radars. I'm telling you it's like out of this world. You can feel the inappropriate emotional attachment that they get from that because and this is something that I've even I had to, you know, really go to God about and you know in my life, but um I was convicted of that myself because I was a single mother. And and so what happened was my oldest he's 15 now, but PJ, I'm telling you what I would do would um like if I got lonely instead of calling one of my good girlfriends or you know I had a few prospects here and there why didn't why didn't I drop them off at my mama's house to go out but instead what I did was oh drop my son off at my mom's house but instead what I did was I took me and my son shopping. We got new outfits then we went out to eat then we went to the movies together and oh, that, yeah. you see and that satisfied me emotionally right. and and it's nothing wrong with hanging out with your kids, taking your kids shopping, going out it's to eat wrong with that now. Yeah. But the question is, what is it feeding? And yes. and I never forget one day my he's 15 now, but my oldest he swung on me one day because he actually thought he was a man in the house. I mean that may not be what <laughs> your extent but no, I okay. mean you know I'm I'm just saying what effects do you think it had on you as far as dating or things like that
0: uh, I mean it's definitely evolved like I said I remember in the beginning when I first started dating I used to date a lot of women who are a lot like my mother like I remember and it's funny because um, in the way I mean they're very strong and like you know I should want to say uh, opinionated and like kind of just very focused women who just you know I, I typically like more stronger women. It's who I'm typically attracted to. Um, however, I'm, I wasn't the most like aggressive type person. You know, I'm not, I'm a very relaxed type person. I, I'd rather be mellow. Uh, I don't think there's no reason to like be verbal. But I think over the years, I've dated women who are like, like my mother at first. And it was funny because like, I wouldn't let, I didn't like them introducing them to her, to be honest with you. Real to
1: really?
0: To, yet yeah, to this day, like, i can still out of all the women the women that i've dated from girlfriends from like even junior high school to now i think out of i've only purposely had her she's ever met maybe like two my wife included uh she's a purposely like i like i remember one time like i one of my my girlfriend like my high school sweetheart only reason she i I was dating her for i want to say on and off like five and a half years to like my young adulthood and the only reason she they met is because we accidentally ran to each other while we was out grocery shopping one time, and like they knew about each other obviously, but I just but they were a lot of Um uh, It was funny because they did not like each other, <laughs> almost like instantly when they met, it was like even funny. Like my mom didn't did not, didn't like like her. She and I she didn't like like uh, her. It was it was funny, but they were very much a lot of like.
1: And w- I'm wondering why would it because I. You know what, PJ? I hear this so many times, especially when I'm doing couples counseling and there is a mother-in-law issue. And when we get down to the nitty gritty, like now there have been instances where the daughter-in-law was just ridiculous and the mother was like, I don't like you. I get that. But there were plenty of instances where the mother of the sun just did not like the dark. Do you know why sh- they didn't like each other? Was it because they were alike or was it
0: what, go ahead. Well I think honestly uh, at that t- I'm a very uh, I don't want to make this seem like I'm just what's the, what's the term? I don't like this term but like the only way the definition was what's like sub simple or whatever for like males now who are just uh-huh. very like just nice and just like that's the type of person I am. I, I like my the people who I care about who are around me. I like the, the absolutely be calm, you know, secure, safe. Especially for my the one, my women counterpart, my significant other. Like I'm not here to like, you know, dominate and control you, or even make you feel like even threatened. Okay. For, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I would say like, um, so typically like in the beginning, the women would t- in my life would typically be like more of the, I, I guess you say like, make decisions type at one time. Like in the relationship, like I would just like you know go along with it. Even though, I, even though I think I may have known better, um, because you know I was just kind of a pleaser at the time, and it, it was it was it was I don't want to say it was you know I was young and I was learning myself with it. You know I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have the proper like understanding, I think, or even like support to even understand what was going on at the time of like how to even maybe break that down at that age. But um, yeah, the women that I dated were like very strong and headstrong women who kind of took a little more charge in relationship then you know even like even they were making a mistake like I knew I just couldn't I didn't know how to say something you know you know speak my voice up sometimes um I'll give you a prime example if you don't mind
1: no Uh, please go I
0: remember the girlfriend I was dating at the time so we had this really beat up car it was just uh it was uh the car she got from her mom we were very young we were living together and everything like that and the car had some brake issues like really bad like when i tell you we almost couldn't break sometimes like we almost got a few accidents it was a couple of close ones there <laughs> <laughs> who we are young, we young ignorant kids not knowing what to do um uh, but what, you know i learned i would research a few things so here and there i read stuff and like learn some, some couple of people and ask questions and what what thought to me was my thought process was it was maybe leaking brake fluid um and i just never said anything. And I remember breaking it up. She said, no, it's not leaking. She told me, like, no, it's not leaking brake fluid, blah, blah, blah. I said, we had to have somebody look at it for, and for like hundreds of dollars. They couldn't even figure out what was going on with it. Still had the same issue. We literally almost ran the back of someone's car because we couldn't brake for like a solid minute. Like the brakes weren't catching. And I remember after we had that literally like near life death experience, um, I just thought to myself, and this was going on for maybe like five months, dangerous, driving dangerous like that. Wow. I, yeah, I yeah. took it upon myself to just put some brake fluid in there and literally maybe after a day because it had to circulate through the engine and stuff it our brakes were working I want to say perfectly but way better um uh, and then kind to find out it was leaking brake fluid when we took it in and it was just I just never spoke up about it like in my mind for like maybe like a solid four months I thought to myself we probably just need brake fluid and I just never wanted to say anything about it or breaking up because I felt like I going to get shot down and it would. And then but I felt like that was a prime example of that. Like I just had her take charge of the situation cuz it was her car, you know. Uh I was just the person using it, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, I really appreciate you um t- giving that example because <laughs> I've mentioned in every show, out of 100% of your healing process, 90% is awareness, and the rest of the 10% is you just making a decision on the awareness. Uh And so, with that being said, you telling these examples and your life story, um, it's really bringing awareness because people actually think, like, uh, people actually think that this is not going on. Um, so I just so, but the awareness also is how do we how did we get to this place? So is there I'm I'm really asking, um, because really the example you just gave was a bit of fear of confrontation. Mm-hmm. What do you think would have happened if you would have said something?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't fearful. Like I was a I was fearful that she. The fact that I took a charge in that type of situation, that she would get upset that I that, I don't know maybe like I had the solution and that I should have been left up to her because it was her car, her vehicle. Mm, um, you know I get it. like she would be upset with me for some particular reason for it like she wasn't about to, she wasn't about to beat me because that, that wasn't about to happen okay <laughs> come on no <laughs> that, that, come on now that's not gonna happen now I'm not yes please you
1: know, put that out there yes
0: not, no like but I was just afraid you know that she would not like me anymore and it was the first like mine just the first girlfriend I ever like I won't say first girl I ever had but like my first like uh, I guess like love or high school sweetheart What I realized what love was like you know um, and just, we were just young and ignorant and just, you know, not fully emotional and like aware. We all obviously had our own issues, baggage and issues from our upbringing or whatever, but um, it just, uh, yeah, I was just afraid she would just not like me and not want to be up.
1: May I ask, and please, uh, even though we're recording, I want people to hear the rawness. Even if you want to challenge something I'm saying, or even if you like, Christy, uh-uh, I ain't going there. Um, but so I just want to give you that freedom. Um, so I would like to ask just in general, how was the relationship dynamics with your mother as far as you voicing your opinion or you, um, her disciplining you? How were her words, uh, towards you when you made a mistake or when you did good? Like, can you?
0: Oh, uh, Definitely. Well, she, I mean, definitely like the, the type of um, her reaction to particularly me, like I said, to, to me and who I was. Cause I was, I'm the middle child of three boys, and I was the oldest of her last husband who she, they just had a lot of issues with. And I won't go into details too, put with that, but that's them and theirs. But from what I understand, from what I know and remember and stuff, um, i mean like me to me, if i question anything like it's just it was just shut down um particularly as a, as a child it, now she was she wasn't really the worst of it because a lot of times we get baby, uh, babysat by my grandparents um her mom sometimes and a lot a lot of times most about my dad's mom but um because of her you know um uh, as i got older i just wasn't really that present uh, i wasn't a bad kid i just wasn't like there because i didn't like being at home because of that navigator was going on. Like my mom, she worked two jobs to try to support us. Um, you know, we moved around a lot, so I didn't really like have a lot of friends at the time. But like, as I got older, I just, um, I wasn't around to hear her mouth. Mm. And, and I didn't want to be around because a lot of times at that time, like you were saying, my, I felt like my mom would take advantage of the fact that, you know, as I was growing, you know, I was trying things on my own, trying to find my own independence, but she was kind of keeping me back in. Um, but she couldn't have a good random because she worked two jobs. Um, for instance, the first—I mean, the first time I got a job, like I like said, so we grew up like—I don't want to say we weren't poor, poor, but we just—it'd be times like we, we went hungry sometimes. Um, but like, my mom, they just didn't know how to manage money properly between both my parents. I don't know why. It just you know, well, I do know why. But they just weren't able to, you know, you know the the uh, you know the what's it called the generational curses we have in our family as African Americans um I'm sorry black americans um but uh but no I just I think a lot of times like when she when I would do stuff on my own she would, I would have to hear her mouth cuz she feel like I was out running the streets and I really wasn't but uh she's wanting me to be at home more and contribute more to the household because we were like really swimming in debt and just you know the reason we were moving from house to house to bills weren't being paid um but at the time like you know my I guess my support or my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like uh, support or encouragement, you know, for me to progress on my own as a child, you know, wasn't there because I was the oldest at the time. My oldest brother, he was actually away uh, and I was the oldest at the time. And so I would typically babysit my little brother a lot, because my, my parent, you know, she wouldn't be at home. She worked two jobs doing her thing, going out, you know, hanging out when she wanted to. Um, so I just really wasn't home a lot as I got older when I was able to. So I wouldn't hear her mouth or just have to deal with it.
1: Um, one of the things that I said in uh, the video, well, the TikTok video, uh, I want to point out one of the things, of course, we played it. One of the things that I uh, talked about was as far as in the relationship, uh, pouring into a woman. Can be very difficult uh, because you're used to pouring into a mother. Yeah. And this may not be, and it may not even relate to your situation. But one of the things that I've seen um, was that the man is able to pour into the woman when she's cooking, when she's cleaning, like in that motherly role. Uh, But when she is just like a woman and I'm tired and I just wanna be poured into, did you have any difficulty with that? Or it sounds like it doesn't seem to flow with your scenario, but I do know some men had difficulty connecting with the woman on a woman to man basis. But they could totally connect as like a mother-son or a submissive dominant style relationship, but they couldn't connect on an even plane when it comes to man to woman. I hope I'm saying that question right. Did you I have think
0: okay, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish it, finish
1: it. No, you you about to answer it. Go ahead.
0: I think I think I understand. Um so in relation to your question, no, like I said, when I got a chance to, me and my mom like as soon as she got home Because at that particular point I had my own When I got a little older I had my own job My younger brother he could, You know Be on his own And do, do his thing And you know At that point She started turning towards him And babying him Because he was the youngest oh. And So you know That uh, That uh, That's Because he's only like Two and a half years younger than me Um. But uh, but in, in school though Because of his his age He got held back You know One extra year Just you know how they do They goes. You know For whatever reason But um, at you know, like I said, after a while, uh, because I like I, said, I was just the oldest. And like I said, my I think the main issue, my issue was who I was in the, the realm of lineage. But as I got older, I just wasn't around, like I said, to be around it. Like I said, she was at that particular point point of time, like babe my, my brother. I have a job, I would, you know, have my own car sometimes, so I would go, you know, go out and hang my friends or just, you know, do my own thing when I had a chance to, um, just so I didn't have to be around her hear her mouth, you know uh do anything. Um now a- as it relates to dating, yes, I typically because of how my mom was and how dominant she was in the household, and just because like I said, it was literally her way of the highway. Even if it was the wrong way and she knew it, it was her way of the highway. And like you just have to say so like, you know, and I grew up a lot around that. Cause my grandmother, both my grandmothers are very much like that as well. And being I was around them a lot too, to be honest with you. And that's where i get it from so like i just um i didn't have a voice so i would typically be drawn to women who were just stronger you know had a stronger voice than mine to be drawn to in that manner um and they would typically i wouldn't say in a way run to me but (laughs) they'll just be more the dominant figure in the relationships at that time um and it took me a while to find my voice in myself you know as i got older but um and i you know i'm glad i did and you know now i have a more intentional way of trying who i'm trying to date but um
1: um, I'm. Um, I, I am. I am truly. When I say this, I'm truly happy for you um, as well. Because, I mean, to even hear the statement, to hear you make the statement, basically saying, you know, look, I stayed away so I wouldn't have to hear her voice. I mean that. I, that just. I don't mean to bring scripture, is but it makes me think of the scripture. E- easier for the man to dwell on the rooftop than to go into the house of a contentious woman. You know, um, I, I just yeah, my heart goes out to you about that, and I am happy, totally happy for you because people don't realize. Cause I have I have male clients, and they are so embarrassed um, by because of the struggle. That they had with their mom, but when they had a dominant mother, and especially when she made made him made them take when they made them take the place as um, a husband, didn't um, really step out of that. It's very, it can be very difficult, and 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 to learn to like a woman that is equal to you, that is not dominant to you, to learn healthiness. I mean, that, it, I mean, in therapy, that's a big, that's a big, big thing. So I like totally am happy that you are discovering it, have discovered it. Um, one of the other things uh, that I have noticed, women who emotionally date their sons, remember emotionally, date, we ain't talking about sexual. I know, it's, I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying it for my audience. I got you. <laughs> um, emotionally one of the things that i have also discovered is that when there is a mother that way this i have seen a pattern of codependency in the men when they grow up is that something that you can relate to uh codependency
0: oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. most definitely i mean you get you know you you get relied on this person because you know this person you know, and that meant I was looking for something, you know, at that particular thing, and I was relying on them to provide it for me. So yes, I was co-dependent on them, um, especially at that time being, you know, financially, cause you know, we were young and not knowing to do financial with our money. So we, you know, we splurged and we just thought that we can, you know, couple together, but um, yeah, very co-dependent on, particularly a woman who was obviously more dominant than me um, at that time. But um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and just really quick, I just want to give my personal definition of codependency. Codependency, for those who have not listened to season one, I encourage you to go back. But codependency um, is basically an addiction to relationships um, and connection. Um, literally, it, and the reason why I call it an addiction is because even if the person you're in the relationship is super toxic, it does not matter. You, because with codependency, you you connect over that honeymoon high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, I mean, what you, I mean, it's like you connect over that honey. Even if it's toxic, but when y'all make up, y'all make up. Even um, it, it's oh. that initial dopamine rush. Did you have something to say, PJ?
0: No, no, go. I was, I was just like confirming.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because like, and this is, this is what I tell clients. Like, it's an addiction. Imagine somebody on uh, with substance abuse addiction, and they steal from their loved ones. They do, I mean, these horrible things all to feel that high. Yeah. Now, it's a subconscious work, and so when you have mothers this way. And also these kind of mothers can be very hypercritical of their sons i don't know if that's necessarily pj what how you would say and 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 we know you love your mom we know your mom loves you that's not what i'm saying what i am saying though is when you have a hypercritical parent this is just in general mothers and Mm -hmm. fathers when you have a hypercritical parent they always saying something about the way you do there's nothing you can do right when you mess up oh it's the end of the world also we see this common in um unjust punishments i mean the crime don't fit the punishment i mean the crime the punishment is like as if you ran away or something but they you just forgot to do the dishes and it's a huge punishment you know so and and so when you have like instances like that as well and that one thing I have noticed is that these mothers can be very hypercritical. Is that something that you experienced with her?
0: Um, hmm. yes, in a way. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: Um, And the reason being because I was my father's oldest son. Um, and like because of their toxic relationship, when she saw me, she saw I, a lot of times she saw him. Um, mm. and, and it was funny because they still had their interminglings together a lot. You know, they, you know, I think they dip and dabble with each other back and forth in, in the course of time. I remember correctly, but you know, anytime she would be mad at him, um, you know, I, I definitely would get more of a harsher punishment. I remember one time, I forgot what happened, but I did. I, I forgot what ha- I did something. Uh, or my, me and my brother was uh, with, I guess, uh, arguing and fighting, and he, I forgot exactly what happened, but he. I guess destroyed our game console or something. I remember, and he was the one. My mom came upstairs. And like, my my brother's only like two and a half years younger than me. He's he's about my size at this particular point. We're and you know, I'm not the biggest of all. You know, my brothers. Uh, <laughs> he's a little bigger than me, but uh, my mom came went upstairs, and i for, I remember for some particular reason uh, we would, me and him were arguing, and I got punished, and she ended up like kind of beating on me. Um, at the time. I can't remember how old we were. I, I can't remember, I think maybe we were maybe 10 and and I can't remember at that point. It was somewhere between 10 and below, but it wasn't that, you know, I can't remember at that point. I was maybe 11 or 10 years old, but at that uh, that occurred a lot. Uh, anytime me and him get into a, a, a tussle or like some, me and him get to an argument or something, and it, it, a lot of times be my my youngest brother's fault. I get punished for it, or I get the, you know, the uh, discipline for it because I guess I should have known better. Or but really it was because, you know, I knew why it was because you know that's situ- how she looked. Be my father, she saw me, um, and I and I remember wow. because of that. Because of that, um, she always thought I took his side. Cause when it, my parents split up, I didn't like being in that house. I like actually being my dad in in the city. Um, so anytime i get a chance to go with him i would um you know my younger brother stayed behind my mom because she didn't want him to go with pops for some reason um but she let me go with my dad and then i'll come you know i like I said, any any chance to get away from you know being not being in the house my mom my brother i was you know i took the chance um but uh at that time so like at some particular point like i said i think i just got fed up and uh, my mom was to this day i mom was very critical of like stuff i did or feel like you know I'm always taking my dad side on certain things, even to this day. And I don't, you know, and I don't know why, because, you know, they've been divorced. But um yeah, I and I think it kinda it hit her because I just I we don't I don't see her a lot. Um because like I said I I love her we talk a lot more but I don't see her a lot I don't get back home with myself like but um, you know, I think she realized, you know, our relationship, you know, got was hurt because of that. And uh we've gotten a lot closer though, but I think she realized, she, uh, she realized that, you know, the reason why I left and we had a good, we've had like a breakthrough talk sometimes. The reason why I left wasn't always away because, you know, of how she treated me, you know, and as, you know, as my father's son. So,
1: yeah. And, um, you know, that is very common. I always tell people, if it's a hurt, you own two different, you either on one end of the spectrum of extremes you never in the middle and so in this instance um, I, I have seen this in uh, these types of mothers where I, 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 you know I'm just being honest either they are so catering to the son uh, as far as like they literally turn the son because they they look at the son and they see the father or a man that they desire Mm-hmm. Not in a sexual way, but it's still like, I want that person. Yeah. So, and so one extreme is I'll turn my son into that person. They start dressing like, you know, I see some of these babies dressing. Now, they, I love, they be cute. But I'm like, yo, your son look dressing just like your ex-boyfriend that you had in your Facebook picture like three months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too
1: fast.
0: Have you seen that? Uh, I mean, I've know you know. I've seen women. I've, I've talked to them who will say certain things, you know, in uh, that nature. Or, you know, like you said, address them like that in that nature, and they still be hating the daddy for whatever reasons.
1: Yeah. I...
0: But you know, it's but it's it's the thing about it. You 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 have that connection. You have a piece of that person. You know, I, that's gonna tie that person to you forever. So I understand the connection to it all. It's just how to manage that connection is what really needs exactly. to be exactly. We, egg, we, we egg. In place. I mean the, the family arrangement In my personal This isn't me talking The family arrangement Was never meant You know It was meant to be You know You know Man, woman, child And, and they raise their children together um, In that role Together Um, And when When that dynamic gets You know I should say I don't want to say messed up But when that It's not Not the typical dynamic You know There's going to be some strain On the The family whole And yeah. Because of that, you need more, you, unfortunately, more care and attention to that, to be honest with you. So, um, and not get, to not get those connections confused and to maintain, you know, who is still here for who and why. And we're still here mm. still for together, so. But yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, because of that, I was my father's son and maybe she still had a certain love for my father. She looked at me and just wish, maybe he act right. And because, you know, I'm my father's son, I'm there. I was kind of a substitute as as best as she possibly could feel at that time. You
1: know? Exactly. And that's what I mean by the extreme. So either... Uh, and it sounds like she bounced back a little back and forth. So, uh, like... Because like I was saying, like, one extreme... One extreme would be... Uh, um, I mean, like I said, they dress in the, the baby like yeah. the ex-boyfriend or baby daddy yeah. or ex-husband, whatever. Um, They... Oh, and this is a huge statement that I always hear. Um, it's just me and my son. It's me, uh, my son Bay. No, because Bay means I believe before oh, yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Um, and see, this is why you have so much conflict between a stepfather and a, a and a stepfather and the, and the child. Um, and and let's not exclude men because men have some daughters. PJ, I have seen this. Men have some daughters that run the show in the house when it when it's a stepmother. So I mean, we're talking about in this instance right here. So the ch- but there is a, some riffraff between the step parent um, and the child. Particularly, I'm talking about the mother son relationship because the mother did not train the son to be just a son so when another man comes in the house it's like why are you in the bed with my mama i be i be sleeping with my in the bed with my mom every night you know why are you you know i'm just it's it's so that's one extreme and, and and you know she hates every woman that he dates you know and 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 i have I, pj i'm not lying Please hear my heart. I'm not lying when I say this. I have heard of mothers on the wedding day literally saying, I kid you not, he always gonna be mine. You may be his wife, but I'm number one. He, I'm, I'm a,
0: oh yeah.
1: I, it's, and so I, okay, so I have, but then the other, the other end of the spectrum is uh, a bit of what you are discussing. So angry with the son like she would be at the father. So I mean those are two different extremes, but I've seen it both happens and and I'm telling you even with father-daughter relationships uh he, he you know that's 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 my baby girl. You know, I don't want to hurt her. But your wife at home telling you your daughter is tripping.
0: <laughs> and, and you
1: don't want you don't want to listen. See, I, it, it is lack of boundary.
0: It is. I don't know. Go Sorry. ahead. No, no, it's a lack of boundary. No, go ahead. You're right.
1: No, I was just saying it's, it, it's lack of boundary. And they make, if you project the person that, if the parent project the person that they are in a relationship with, if they project that onto the child, it's going to hurt the child in the future. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think, and. I don't think people understand. That's why I'm so appreciative that you said yes, because, you know, people actually think that a lot of us therapists are making this up. (laughs) When we say some of these mothers do this, but here's the thing, bless their hearts and the fathers, bless their hearts, they, some of them don't mean to do it, No. I, I do know some of them they do intentionally do it. Have you ever seen heard of that show? Uh oh, not Mama's Boy. It's on TLC. Um uh, uh, I can't I can't remember, but it, it's very, it's it's a very interesting uh dynamic. Is there anything else you wanted to include about this conversation? What would you tell? A man, as a man yourself, what would you tell a man who's listening to this, whose mother participating even in some of these behaviors? What would you tell them?
0: Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, what could you say? Because you think about well, this—this person is your parent. This person is—I mean, especially if they're still taking care of you, obviously. How can you really, in a way, stand up to your parent like that? I mean, you can't. If if any if any son can. um, in a mature manner, explain to his mom, hey, how are you treating me in the matter of like, you talk to him, like you're talking more of, like I'm your man and something like your son, and I feel like it's inappropriate. Like if, if any t- child can come to a parent like that, especially a mom, I don't wanna say, you know, like, no, I don't wanna say black mom, but especially a mom, come that, if she's that type of mother, um, that type of critical and like overbearing mother and like in that role, I mean, her response is gonna definitely be detrimental to that ch- that, that son. And I don't want to say the only outlet is get away from that (laughs) that, uh, or, you know, um, because leaving is not always the answer. Sometimes it it could be because if you do it in a healthy way, but, you know, being more independent and distancing yourself. um, It always helps to have a male figure, obviously, Um, some kind of role, role model, some kind of way, depending on who you are, the right type of role model, obviously. Um, and to to to, to kind of help to in a help more healthy way break down um, that connection into what it properly should be on his own. Um, you know, it's for any, and and as a man, if you realize that, like I said, now you know if any man who's probably his, you know, early twenties to you know maybe even forties, you know, hopefully not forties, but who I can say to them, you know, uh, sometimes a certain level of distance, obviously, is gonna I feel like it's always gonna be there. Like, I think no matter what, it's just the, how that looks and how that, how long that is is going to be different for every man, I think, with their mother, but who goes through this. Uh, but, you know, I think there's going to be some kind of level of distance. Um, yeah. You know, uh, that's always going to be there. Um, but by, I'm sure that's your mother, you know, whatever way you have, you know, thoughts if you have for her, you know, just try to healthily maintain that bond, um, you know, in a way where they give it the distance you need. And, you know, and reach out when you're supposed to in those times Um, and just really deal with the fact that, you know, those times have passed and now you're here. And hopefully you just find a a, a person or partner who is understanding and compatible if you can address those issues with that person, you know, because.
1: Well, right. Um, Something I want to say to piggyback and I just want to address the audience um really quick um uh to every person who had a father this way or a mother this way i want to say you are not responsible for your parents trauma um i recorded a show on this podcast this season two um my guest was his name was robert hurt and we talked about poverty trauma and one of the things that we mentioned in um, in the episode of poverty trauma was that you uh, was that when it comes to family, especially parents, even financially, because people even feel sometimes the financial weight of taking care of that parent. I've had clients to go through that, and so. If you are not responsible for your parents' financial trauma, you are not responsible for your parents' emotional trauma that they endured, sexual trauma that they endured. We hate that our parents dealt with that, but while you're busy tending to your parents for their trauma that they most likely won't see what's so wrong with them doing it, and they probably won't change, you're now building a space of resentment Because you're living your life for that parent. Even when you want to make a decision, sometimes it's indecisiveness, which I have seen, I'm just being honest, I'm speaking to my audience. I have seen some men um, and women who had this style of parent, um, either they were extremely, like if it was a man, he was either a pushover or extremely misogynistic. Either he did not have boundaries and allowed toxic women to run over him, or he hated women. It was either end of the spectrum. And and so this is how we continue generational trauma because we are we're not killing the root of what's going on. And so I had PJ on the show today because I know because that is one of the goals of trauma. Trauma will shift you into isolation island. Remember, we talked about that in season one. Isolation island. You think you're the only one struggling with this. You think you're the only one dealing with this. And I'm I'm here to tell you, you're not the only one struggling with this. And and i know because i have male clients after they see my video they was in my in my inbox like yo can i get a session and, and so you're not the only one men or women whether it was the mother or father who did that you are not the only one that was not the first thing it brings exposure the second thing was it was get you to identify uh, that some of our emotional attachments to our parents. And I want you guys to check out part two of the narcissistic parent and partner show. Um, I recorded part one today, but I'm, I'm just saying some of us are so uh, unhealthily, emotionally attached to our parents that we can't even make a decision without them. That we feel like we're going to disappoint them. That negative inner voice that you hear, it's not even you, it's them. So we have to put their face to that negative inner voice. And when we have a face to it, we have a right to reject it because it's not benefiting us. So, I, I, this is a huge, huge thing that I wanted to discuss. And a lot of people on TikTok, Facebook were like, that's not true. This is not happening. You're crazy, you're wrong. Look, I didn't have this show to prove whether I'm right or not, but I had this show to help those who are struggling privately. And, and so uh, I, listen, I, I'm i gonna just stop the show right there. But PJ, do you have anything that you, else that you would want to say um, as far as this topic or anything else you would like to say?
0: No, I mean no. I mean, gentlemen, you know, for the for the gentlemen who um, who, who have this issue, those on a more extreme level, more than mine was, because um, I'm sure that's what we're more talking about here for the most part. And like I say, if if that if that that mother that parent hasn't you know unpacked it herself and learned it herself, you're gonna be by yourself on doing that. Um, you got to make sure you can't expect them to fully understand, and you have to be okay with that to a certain you know to whatever degree you can be. Um, but, you know, come to grips of, and, and be more intentional in who you, in, in knowing yourself and knowing what's best for you and who's best for you. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think this is powerful. If you are struggling with this, I encourage you to reach out with a ther to a therapist. Um, I always call this process divorcing the parent. Um. It, it, listen you're not responsible for them you have a right to your own life and this is how you break generational trauma if your parent I always tell clients this if your parent does not want to go because you chose you then they haven't deserved to go and they don't get to go and, um, and and of course that'll be a voice of shame and guilt. like I'm leaving my parents behind. I'm moving forward. But um, through therapy, it will um, assist. I also encourage incorporating neuroscientific strategies because uh, the, the shame and guilt, of course, it influences us physically. Uh, you know blood pressure or heart rate it will start beating real fast we get like this nervous pit feeling in our stomach i mean that continual uh, release of stress and all of that on our body we develop stomach ulcers and things like that so i encourage you to participate in some type of neuroscience or neurocycling activities to learn to train your brain to desire new and to desire healthy so i again pj i thank you Uh, for coming on to the show today thank you you're welcome (laughs) thank you and if you would like to reach out to me um, before at the counseling at gmail.com and also um, of course I'm on TikTok the underscore talk lady on uh, Facebook Christy Danielle on Instagram the underscore talk lady Um, yeah subscribe Apple spotify wherever you listen to podcasts um i'm yeah this i'm gonna do a seminar about this because we have to learn some strategies to get out of this so of course until next time uh you know i always ask the question and i want you to answer it one day who were you before the trauma be blessed